Welcome to the Ride This Out podcast, where we talk about how to improve your mental health and strengthen your connection to nature and your community, all through one simple solution, the bicycle. My name is Zach Golding, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and mental health therapist. I'll be your host as we discuss the power of pedaling. Right in this week's session, I talk with Jeremy Raisler of Penguich, Utah. I came across Jeremy's Instagram account, Para Gravel Cyclist, and that just didn't add up to me. It didn't make sense. Uh, paraplegic, like in a wheelchair, not able to use your legs. How do you ride a bike? How do, how does this work? And so I was looking through his photos, looking through his videos, and I was blown away. And so I reached out to him, seeing if he'd be willing to jump on the podcast. I'm so glad he uh, was willing to do that and share his story. I know that you'll be inspired. So think about someone who you can share this with, share it with them. You know, whoever's going through a difficult time needs a little extra motivation because Jeremy will give it to you. So enjoy this week's session and story of Jeremy. All right, Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. If you want to just um, start off by introducing yourself a little bit, where you're from, who you are, what you do, just kind of all that good stuff. Okay, yeah, thank you for having me. <clears throat> so uh, my name is Jeremy Raisler, and I uh, still have a hard time saying it, but I guess I am a amateur paracyclist now. I um, in... Uh, well, on February 24th of 2008, I was uh, racing motocross down at the Sandy Valley Motocross Track in California. I lost control on a jump and tried to correct it. Lost focus because I started focusing on what happened versus what I needed to do to fix it. And I landed uh, on uh, the back tire of the motorcycle. I compressed my spine and severed my spinal cord. At the T12 vertebrae, which is at about the belly button level down, I instantly lost feeling. The uh, I got flown to uh, to the hospital for surgery, and I got out of surgery. And the doctors told me that uh, I'd never walk again, and that they were more concerned about my wife knowing how much her her life was going to change by having to take care of me because I was no longer going to be able to do anything. Um, and, uh, I'd be lying to say if I didn't believe them, but I did when I first got home, I spent, I spent quite a bit of time laying in bed crying, thinking my life was over, you know, when I got home, you get back into your own territory. I, it was then that it really hit me what had happened. I, I didn't think that I could get a glass of water on my own. I couldn't take out the garbage like I used to. I couldn't do the things that, that I did as a husband for my wife anymore mow the grass, change the oil, fix flat tires. But after two or three days of laying there, feeling sorry for myself, I realized if things were going to change, I was going to have to be the one to change it. So I started researching spinal cord injuries on the internet and uh, learned that uh, there was a possibility through repetition I could make things work again. Uh, may not be able to feel them, but I could make them work. And uh, I found a therapist, a physical therapist that was willing to help me. and. 
after a couple years, I was able to walk uh, with with crutches and uh, braces. Um, wow. And then uh, I would say another four or five years after that, I graduated from, from the braces to, to no braces. I still needed, and I still do need the crutches to walk. I cannot walk unassisted. If I, if I try and balance on just, just my feet, like, like somebody who doesn't have a spinal cord injury does, I will fall over like somebody just cut down a tree. I can't, I've got no feeling except in my quads and my knees. That is it. Um, but, you know, again, I've, I learned through repetition, I've learned how powerful the mind is in helping us achieve things that we want to achieve. And um, I can grow muscles in areas where I don't have mind to muscle connection. I can grow my hamstrings. I can strengthen my hip flexors. I can strengthen my core. I can strengthen my calves, my ankles, everything, just by using them repeatedly over and over and over. Uh, for me, uh, now it's cycling, um, but I've also learned if I stop, <laughs> I uh, those muscles go away just as fast as, uh, um, or faster than I was able to build them back up. So, um, that's amazing. Can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can't feel it, um, <laughs> so. How, how do you move, how do you move your legs if you can't feel it? Like walk me through that mental process. Okay. So uh, at the beginning, what I would do is I would pull myself up and I would lean against the table. Okay. So, you know, just picture yourself standing next to a table with your arms, you know, your elbows locked, pushing down on the table, leaning against it, just standing there. Like you're, you know, like you're leaning over a counter to talk to somebody. So I would do that. I would stand there until I couldn't, until my legs would wobble. And then I would sit down and then I would stand there till my legs would wobble. And then I would sit down. And that's where I learned through repetition. I could stand there longer. Each time I could stand there longer and longer and longer and longer. It got to the point to where I could stand there so long. I didn't want to stand there. So I'd sit down. Kind of like it was before my injury. You know, you get tired standing, so you sit down. And then I went out to the garage and I welded wheels onto another table. And I says, well, God, if I can do that, maybe I can push this table. So I would push the table and then I would drag my feet up to catch up. And I did that back and forth across the garage until eventually just through repetition, I taught my I taught my legs how to move. That's and, a, that's amazing. And, and it got to the point to where I could push the table and walk behind it. Now I didn't look good doing it. I mean, I was throwing my hips because my 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 hips weren't working. So you know, you know, I'd throw the leg to the left and I'd throw the leg, you know, the right leg in front. But I was able to actually take steps and push the table without stopping from one end to the other. And that got easy enough to where I would start putting, um, what do you call those? The uh, Rubbermaid containers, storage containers we all keep stuff mm -hmm. in. And I put those on there to add weight to the table to make it harder to push. Um, yeah, and, and that's, again, that's where I learned just through repetition. I could, my mind, or, my mind knew what my legs were supposed to do, even though there was no connection. 
and I was teaching my legs what to do. Now yeah. I can still get walking so fast that, that my legs can't keep up. So, I mean, I've still got to, got to do things fairly slowly. Um, I, uh, if I'm not paying attention, I can drag a toe, you know, as I'm, as I'm pulling the leg forward, my toe will catch the carpet when I'm wearing a tennis shoe and it'll, it, it'll literally trip me and, I, and I'll fall and I'll hit the ground. Yeah. Um, and then I got to get back up, you know, and start over and I'll do that in a store. I'll do that. It doesn't matter where I'm at. It's just, that's just part of being a paraplegic, somebody who cannot feel their legs. You know, I know what things are supposed to do, and I've taught them what they need to do, uh, but there's still not that connection. There's, there's still no mind-to-muscle connection there. I mean, that, that, that was severed. So. Wow. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. That just shows that <laughs> your, uh, for one, to just research it and to see that it's even possible, and then to have the determination to do it over and over again. That's, that's pretty remarkable. When, for me, and, and I can't speak for everybody that has a, dis, a disability, but for me, all I could remember was how my life was before my accident. Okay. I wasn't normal anymore in my mind. I was the oddball. I was one that everybody stared at and I did not want to be that person. I, I wanted, I want, I wanted to blend in like I used to be able to do. I wanted to be able to, to take the garbage out and I wanted to be able to mow the grass and I wanted to be able to do all these things like I used to be able to do. And that was my motivation. I wanted to feel normal. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of other spinal cord injury paraplegics and quadriplegics and that seems to be what everybody kind of wants everybody wants to be normal again um and that's where i'm hoping that uh through cycling um and social media that i can maybe help somebody else build that motivation to to work hard you know it's the hard goals that make us feel good but it's also the hard goals that make us struggle and that make us feel like we can't do it. But I'm here to tell you and setting a hard goal and just chipping away at it. Each little bit of progress is progress towards the end result. And when you achieve it, it'll feel better than anything you've ever felt even before uh, having, a, having an injury um, yeah. that, that affects your life. And then you just said another one, you know, and right. start over and keep building off of what you built. It's taken me 15 years. Like I said, this happened in 2008, February 24th of 2008. So here in just a couple, you know, what, four months from now, it's going to be 16 years. Yeah. And that was another thing the doctors told my wife was I would live 10 years. That was the average lifespan at that, you know, 15 years ago, a, a paraplegic, a, uh, a spinal cord injury, complete paraplegic was going to, Average lifespan was 10 years and I'm into 16 now and I feel stronger than I ever have. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Defying all odds. That's amazing. I love it. So yeah. talk to me about the, okay. So, you know, you, you teach yourself how to walk again. You weld up this little, you know, self-made car. <laughs> At what point did you have the idea of, of getting on a bicycle and starting to ride? 
So that just happened recently. I, you know, being a motocross rider most of my life, I mean, my first one, I was so young that they, my grandpa and my dad had to dig holes in the ground so that I would get the seat down low enough I'd get my leg over it. So that's always been in the back, you know, always something that's been ingrained in me my whole life is riding on two wheels. And I've ridden bikes before, but never, you know, just as a kid, I never really thought of it any other way because I was a motocross rider. And... 10 years into my injury, I told the wife, I was like, I need to get another motorcycle. I think I can ride one. Of course, she wouldn't let me. <laughs> and we, you know, we struggled. We talked back and forth. <laughs> um, after uh, a couple more years, we wound up buying a, a, a three-wheel motorcycle, a street bike, um, you know, like a trike. Mm-hmm. And that gave me, I mean, that just brought back all of the emotions and the memories and the good times that I had. And I'll never forget that feeling of happiness I had as her and I were riding up to, up the mountains, you know. Uh, and we went up, I live in southern Utah, in the mountains of southern Utah near Bryce Canyon National Park. And we had decided we needed to go up to Salt Lake City. And I can't remember what we were going there for. We had to go shopping or something. And uh, her and I were sitting at a restaurant eating lunch. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I think I want to see if I can ride a bike. Of course, she rolled her eyes. Uh, So this is about three years ago. She rolled her eyes again. And so that thought kind of got put on the back burner for, for a little while longer. And one day when she was back home in Iowa visiting her mom, I thought about that bike again. So I ordered a exercise bike for the house, um, a Nordic track with iFit on it. And I, and I did that just to see if I could balance, you know, could I sit on the seat with my feet on the pedal? Could, could, could I even get my feet on the pedals? But if I couldn't, at least I had something that I could tell her she could use. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, that was my thought behind it. But I quickly learned that uh, I set it next to the wall so I could lean against the wall and then throw my leg over it, that I could get up on the seat. And it took a minute for me to get my feet straight on there. And I could literally, I mean, I could actually sit on a bicycle seat and push down on the pedals and make them spin circles. And I was, I don't know what the word is. I, 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 I couldn't believe that I was able to do it. So I just kept at it. You know, again, just from what I learned when I, when I first decided that I didn't want to be stuck in a wheelchair anymore, my feet would always fall off the pedals. So I would have to come up with ways to, to keep my feet on the pedals. First, it was um, Velcro straps, and then I graduated into the into into clipless pedals, which is a, you know a whole other story for somebody who can't feel their feet trying to get clipped in, and then trying to get unclipped on top of that. But um, anyway, so I learned how to do that, and I and uh, um, I told her that I wanted to see if I could ride the bike outside. So she agreed. We went up to Bryce Canyon National Park, rented e-bikes, ones that had little throttles on them. And I'm not going to lie. I was scared, scared to death that uh, I wasn't going to be able to, to, to stop once I got started, you know, because I can't feel my feet when I stopped to plant a leg or something. And, uh, but I was able to. 
I don't know how, but I was able to. And I felt that's when I felt, I first felt the freedom of riding a bike. That was the first time since February 24th of 2008 that I felt normal. I was on a bike. My wife was on a bike. We were riding down a path together, passing other people. Those people had no idea that I had a spinal cord injury. They had no idea that I struggled to put socks on every morning. I was no different than they were for the first time in 14 years. And it was just, it was such an exhilarating experience. I, uh, I couldn't get it out of my mind. So we ordered our own e-bikes and um yeah and that's kind of how it started just on an exercise bike and then i ordered e-bikes with throttles on them because i can't push off you know i can't start on my own i i can't feel you know my <laughs> my hamstrings and my calves and my ankles so i didn't have the strength to get the bike rolling on its own and um yeah that's just when i you know when when you're rolling you're balanced so it's easy especially with one that had a throttle on it because if i couldn't pedal up a hill all i had to do was stop pedaling and push the throttle and it would you know get me up the rest of the way um i put 600 miles on that e-bike that first summer that i had it wow i know right (laughs) and uh from there i told her that i wanted to try and ride a regular bike i borrowed one from a friend it was a gravel bike and uh her and i went out this was in february of this year february of 2024 or 23 sorry yeah and we we uh we went down down in the southern utah near st george where it's a lot warmer and uh, i got on the bike i fell over i was on the ground more than i was on the bike and i was extremely frustrated i about threw in the towel i was like this ain't gonna work i can't do it Maybe I should back up a little bit here. Um, when I was on iFit, I followed I followed a uh, iFit trainer there who was a gravel cyclist, and he's the one that kind of kind of got me interested. He didn't know he did, you know, obviously because he just made videos for for iFit. But he's the one that kind of got me interested in trying to ride the bike. And uh, <clears throat> every time that I fall over, I think about. I think about uh, what he would say on all his videos, which mm. was keep keep chasing those horizons, which would help me remember what I learned when I was trying to trying to get out of the wheelchair was if I keep doing it over and over and over, I'll be able to I'll be able to do it. And sure enough, there I was. I was able to do it, and then he turned me on to um, Rebecca Rush and the Be Good Foundation. And they invited me up to ride her race this fall. So uh, you think about it, I've only been riding a bicycle, if you don't count the e-bike and the spin bike, since February of 2023. As a paraplegic who cannot feel my legs, I rode a 57-mile bicycling event, climbed 4,000 feet in elevation. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask. Like you, <laughs> you've done some, you've done some serious stuff. I was looking at your yeah. Instagram. Those are some, that's a long ride. 
It really is. It took me a long time. I mean, I was way past the cutoff. I think total time, I was like nine hours or something like that to do that 57 miles. Uh, according to my computer, I was about, I don't know, seven and a half hours of pedaling time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a slow, slow process, but I had a great support team and uh, I just so motivated in, in, other people watching me motivated me to want to show them that, that it could be done. And, uh, you know, the keep chasing, keep chasing those horizons theme that I kept hearing on the IFID actually turned into my God, you are redrawing the lines of possibilities now. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I, I guess that's kind of the, you know, the, the gist of the bicycle story. I mean, it there's been a lot of things that you know that 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 still come up you know so like i said i can't push off by myself so so when i actually do take off when i go cycling from my house it's easy because i can lean against the 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 porch railing and take off through repetition and a dropper post on my bike you know to where i can press a button it drops the seat down so that my legs can you know so that my feet can touch the ground i can stop anywhere I want without falling over. I just can't get restarted again. Mm. And so that's been a big hurdle for me. And asking for help is, um, is another hard thing as a, as a paraplegic or as a, a, somebody who has a spinal cord injury or somebody with a disability, uh, asking for help is hard for anybody. Uh, usually uh, it's probably one of the most difficult things that we have to do. As I'm gonna go, I'll keep repeating this. As somebody with a disability, asking for help is almost harder. Yeah, uh, because we want so bad not to have to need help, not to have to ask for help. So when I go ride a bike at these events or 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 group rides or anything like that, I have to ask for help. And to this day, it's still hard. Um, I. Uh, You know, I'd be lying through my teeth if I told you that uh, I was glad I had this spinal cord injury. Uh, you know, that because, it, I mean, the spinal cord injury has taught me a lot. It has taken me to a lot of places I don't think I would have gone before. And I believe that everything happens for a reason. But I'm, <laughs> I don't like the fact that I need a wheelchair and crutches. Sure. I don't. I don't like the fact that I need help carrying groceries into the house. You know, I don't like the fact I need help to ride a bike. Uh, it all goes back to when I'm on that bike. I'm normal. Mm -hmm. I it, it, if I'm not climbing big massive hills, I can ride a hundred miles by myself. And every person that sees me just thinks that guy's freaking nuts for riding his bike out here right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not, well, you want to be normal. That's not normal, Jeremy, you know? <laughs> um, well, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it's that, it's that one time. And, and I know everybody has a story and I love hearing every one of them because they all inspire us. But for me, it's that time and that short period of time that I'm not crippled anymore. 
because I'm able to pedal that bike. And I had that feeling when I was on the e-bike. That's why I put 600 miles on it that first summer that I had it. You know, even though I, even though I was out there throttling around to go everywhere I needed to go, I could still spin my legs and look like I was riding a bike, which made me feel like I was riding a bike, which made me happy. The dopamine fix was crazy. I loved it. I couldn't get, <laughs> a, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, and uh, so I back up again, I guess, just a little bit on yeah. the uh, on the uh, not being happy about needing the wheelchair and the crutches. Um, even though I'm not happy about it, I can I can tell you that it probably is one of the best things that's happened to me simply because it's taught me how to how to live my life and be happy. It's taught me how to well the injury and cycling I guess the the combination of the two has taught me how to be proud of myself um, how to how to be grateful for the things that I can do hmm. um, and 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 have the ability to build off of them and I I think it all comes, it all starts in our mind. The, our, our mind is such a powerful, powerful tool. And we all get ingrained in us. People have taught us our whole lives. Somebody like you can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. Um, but I'm here to tell you, if you believe you can, you may not be able to do it like, like, like you used to be able to do it. But I can tell you, if you try hard enough, you're going to be able to do it. Um, even if you need adaptive equipment, you can still have the same, the same feeling, uh, the same enthusiasm as you used to have, which, which is going to make you feel good. Yeah. No, I, uh, I love how you're talking about how, you know, just feeling that, that normalcy, right. And just that, yeah. um, that dopamine fix. And, you know, um, you know, we've all felt that right. Riding bicycles as kids and as adults and everything. But I think, you know, your enjoyment and your level of, of having that feeling is just another, another uh, level, right. Because of all of the, the difficulties that led you to that point. So, right. um, so, so inspiring. I thank you, Jeremy, for, for sharing that and then just putting it out there too. So like yeah. that was the, the next question I was going to ask you, right? Like yeah. what, uh, what goals do you have coming up? How do you want to, you know, advice you give to people or, you know, different things you're putting out there? Um, cause you know, a lot of people just want to, you know, maybe keep it to themselves or whatever, but you know, right. I, that, that's how I found you was through Instagram and I, I saw your story and I was blown away by it. Yeah. So I think the, Laying it all out there, the vulnerability really helped me putting it out there. You know, I, I never really had social media. My wife and I got a joint Facebook account to keep, to keep up with family things that are going on because we got family scattered throughout the country. But this was something I decided when I, when I was going to go ride this 
bike without a motor on it that uh, I was going to share it with everybody. And I learned about the social media through the cycling community just, you know, by reading about it. And that's when I realized if I put this out that people like it. <laughs> they get motivated by it. They get inspired by it. And I couldn't believe that I was actually out there motivating and inspiring people. So the more vulnerable I was about what I was doing, uh, the more motivated I was to keep trying. Um, and that's the social media. You know, my, my, my Instagram is uh, para gravel cyclist which I think is pretty cool. I can't believe nobody had taken it. <laughs> well, I, I can believe that. I can believe that. <laughs> I got it. I thought, I, I thought everybody would want that one. That was like a hashtag for a username. I was like, this is awesome. So uh, anyways, I, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Dang it. No, you're good. Just like, yeah, just getting, so, um, yeah, so putting it out so, there, getting Instagram. Right. Yep. I did. I got it out there on Instagram. I, I, I started sharing my experiences in cycling, what the things I went through, what the frustrations were that I had, what the, the feelings I had when I would accomplish things. And, uh, I, you know, I don't have a whole ton of followers. I don't even think I have 300 of them, but I've built it all hundred percent organically since April between April and now and first yeah. of November, which I think, I mean, that may not be a lot to somebody, but to, to, to me, it's a ton. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I plan on, you know, keep building off of that. And I, and, and I hope I can connect with other, other athletes, uh, para athletes, and even athletes who aren't because, because I can learn from you uh, as much as you can learn from me. Um, as far as I've got, I've got a couple big things to coming up in 2024. I, I got one that I don't know. I don't have a lot of details on it yet, but it's going to be big. It's going to happen in February. And, uh, well, you don't need to spoil. Yeah. You don't need to spoil it here. I think, you know, we will just just stay tuned. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess what I can say is without, with, without giving anything away is I'm going to be a para gravel bike pack list now. All right. <laughs> I'm doing, a, I'm going to, I'm going to do a big bike packing trip by myself. Cool. Um, so, so, but yeah, details to come on that. That's going to be super exciting. I'm really excited to, to, to be able to share that, that process on uh, building up the strength to be able to do that as well as, uh, the knowledge to do it and um, of course i'll go back to rebecca's private idaho i'll go back there forever and ever and ever that uh, that 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 is one event that i think everybody needs to needs to needs to try and be a part of because the the inspiration that is felt throughout that community that's there during that event is it, is so strong that I mean you wake up with a smile on your face even if you don't want to get out of bed that's how good you feel there that's how good everybody makes you feel yeah so tell, tell me about what is it what is this event it's in Idaho what is it yeah so this is uh the Rebecca's private Idaho um it is this year it was over Labor Day weekend 
Um, it's put on by Rebecca Rush herself and, and, the, and the foundation that she started called the Be Good Foundation, which, um, you know, I should know more about it, but I don't. I do know. I just don't know how to put it into words. Yeah, so good. The, the cycling event, it's a stage. So, 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 so she has different events. There's a stage race. And then, and, and then on the last day is, uh, she, there are several, several different events They you know, lengths of events that range anywhere, I think from a 17 mile ride to a 57 or 56 mile ride up to the, the final event of the stage race, which was about a 103 mile ride. And Rebecca's private Idaho is super big into the paracycling community and the helping helping para athletes achieve the goals that they want to achieve. Um, I think there's 15, 1600 riders that show up for this event. Um, it, uh, it's, it's something I think everybody needs to look into. It's Rebecca's private Idaho.com. Cool. Yeah. No, and then, great. and then I, as far as me personally, you know, I guess the last thing I got personally going would be, I've got a, uh, a website that's going to be going live here shortly. Uh, a, uh, kind of a blog website, paragravelcyclist.com. And that uh, will hopefully be live here in a couple of weeks. Awesome. I think everybody needs to check that out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love uh, again, I, I ran across your Instagram recently, and I love um, the story that you put on there. And, you know, even, um, you know, all your videos showing the process of how you get on and off your bike and um, just of riding and, and getting through things. So it's it's very inspiring. Well, good. Well, thank you. You know, and, and there again, that's all that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the next one I put on of me getting on and off a bike, hopefully it'll look a little easier. You know, <laughs> because, because, well, just because, you know, you keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and and you learn different ways to do things. Yeah, no different ways to make things happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And so you've given a lot of really good advice, uh, Jeremy, as you talked this through and you know shared about how this has helped your mental health and just overall wellness. Um, any any last thoughts? Any last bits of advice that you'd give to somebody? You know, maybe they're maybe they've gone through something difficult like like you, or even if they're just like you know thinking about getting into to writing, um, you know, what, what advice would you give to people right. starting out? Okay. Well, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, sometimes we all want to give up. Sometimes I want to give up and I think to myself, why don't I just be crippled? Like I am, why am I trying to do this kind of stuff? And maybe I need to drop style of trying to fool myself. Uh, it takes so much effort to do things, put on my socks, brush my teeth, get dressed to, you know, to, 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 to putting on shoes. If I'm going to ride my bike to trying to get a, a foot clipped in so that my heel doesn't turn over and catch the crank arm or the chain get tangled up and knock me over. Um, my biggest piece of advice there is, uh, not to let thoughts like that cloud your judgment um, because those kind of struggles that you have will start happening less frequently. And the, I'll call it that depressive stage will won't last as long as it used to, as long as you 
keep trying. You've got to set them hard goals and you've got to keep chipping away at them. Um, to support a family and friends, um, me, I mean, I'll give anybody they want that wants it. My phone number, call me, I'll support you. Yeah. I'll, I'll motivate you to keep trying. And, uh, um, I guess just to kind of relate back to myself in the short term, you know, in the short time that I've actually been cycling it, I've learned it's in these times of frustration and irritation and depression and fear. That's what makes me stronger mentally and physically. Um, It's those times that make you realize how important setting these hard goals are. Cycling, for me, has helped me face my doubts, my fears. It's helped me socialize. I now have a routine. I eat better. I'm more active. It's it's been an amazing experience, and 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 I think everybody, if everybody remembers that things will always get better, um, and not to give up that. Uh, they'll have a happy life. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and like I said, we all have a story. Every one of us has a story. Every one of us has a struggle. And I love hearing all of them because they motivate and inspire me. Um, so, yeah. For sure. There it is. I love it. Well, thank you for sharing your story, Jeremy. This was yeah. uh, very inspirational and motivation, motivating to me. Um, and I know it will motivate Um, many others so keep doing (laughs) what you're doing keep on it i'm excited to follow your journey and uh next time i'm down in the bryce canyon area i'm gonna i'm gonna hit you up i'd love to go for a ride with you yes absolutely please do thank you so much zach yeah yeah all right well thanks jeremy have a great night and uh we'll we'll talk again soon okay buddy thank you all right see you bye What an amazing story and what a great reminder of the power of our minds, the power of our mindset, the power of our attitude. You know, Jeremy could have easily just lived his life in a wheelchair, um, listened to the doctors and, you know, like they said, essentially probably not have lived very long, right? But as he was researching things and as he found some support and as he was dedicated and determined and through repetition and not giving up, he's been able to achieve just unbelievable results in his life. And he has felt the amazing power that comes from that and the happiness that comes from that and inspiring others to do it as well. I love how he talked about how he, when he was riding his bike, just that sense of normalcy that came back to him. Right. I love that. Um, I've heard that phrase, right? Jumping on a bike. It's just like riding a bike. There's this feeling of familiarity, this feeling of like peace and just joy that comes from riding a bike. And he felt that. And it's really cool to see him continuing to pursue that now through gravel cycling and inspiring other people as well. So the power of the mind, man, it's a beautiful thing. Amazing. Um, Again, I loved how he talked about the repetition and the dedication that it took to teach himself to do those things. When we're faced with hardships, when we're faced with difficult times, right? We try one or two times 
maybe three or four, and we just think, oh, it's not worth it. It's not going to work. I'm sure it took him hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of times and, and continuing through that repetition and through that therapy and through that process, how he was able to build up the strength to be able to do what he's doing. And so, you know, from a physical standpoint, but also from a mental and emotional standpoint, you got to be extremely disciplined and dedicated and motivated and have that growth mindset, that positive attitude to be able to achieve those things. So I was blown away by, um, you know, I just got thinking, what's my excuse, right? Like if I try something and it doesn't work out, it's easy for me to give up. But, um, you know, just thinking of Jeremy and, and that process of teaching himself how to walk, just unbelievable. So big thanks to Jeremy. Yeah. Search him up, Paragravel Cyclist on Instagram. Um, check out his, his blog, uh, paragravelcyclist.com. And, uh, I, I guarantee you'll you'll continue to be inspired as you follow him. So um, share this with others. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Um, you know, and that's the whole idea here is we want to inspire people to, to jump on that bike and ride this out.